Welcome to the Radical Abundance Podcast, where we celebrate God's radical abundance in all things. For the entire month of November, we're talking about God's radical abundance of vision. You won't want to miss a single episode, so hit like and subscribe, follow the channel, and catch the vision. Welcome to Radical Abundance. I'm your host, Teresa Jansen. And today our show is going to be a little bit different. I recently attended a conference in Uganda. The conference is of the Greater Nuba Action Coalition called GNAC for short. It was the seventh conference of the coalition, which brought together people from the Nuba Mountains and people from all over the world who care about the people of the Nuba Mountains. I've attended a few of these conferences in the past, and I've even visited the Nuba Mountains at one time a few years ago. So I am one of those people who care about the Nuba Mountains and the organization I serve here in South Sudan called the Cross. We are members of the Greater Nuba Action Coalition. So the coalition really looks holistically at um, the whole person and focuses on a few areas of need that have been identified in the Nuba Mountains. And those are both physical, mental, and spiritual. And the um, one of the primary focuses is that of education. Now, before we get into that, though, I want to tell you a little bit about the Nuba Mountains. Uh, Nuba Mountains are in Sudan. Before Sudan and South Sudan split and were one country, then they were just about in the middle of the country. It's in an area called South Kordofan. It's a mountainous region that's been occupied by a very diverse group of people for a long, long time. Ethnically and culturally, they're more similar to the people of South Sudan than they are to the um, Arabs of Sudan. And therefore, many people felt that they should have gone with South Sudan But when the Comprehensive Peace Agreement was signed in 2005, the Nuba Mountains were not given the opportunity to vote for that um, independence, and they were left to remain in Sudan. And um, that's been a a bit of a challenge because the area hasn't had access to uh, development or opportunities the way that some areas have. And the really interesting thing, too, about Nuba Mountains is it's not something you hear about very much in the news If you do research, you'll not find very much information about Nuba at all. And we refer to the region, Nuba Mountains, because of that diversity of people groups. Some people say there's 100 different people groups. Certainly, there's at least 50 different languages in the region, distinct languages, too, not um, closely related languages like you'll find in some areas. So there's about 1.5 million people around that in Nuba Mountains. And so 1.5 million people that have really been left on their own in a very difficult situation with conflict going on for 30 years in the area. And right now there's kind of a um, a peace that's, that's there. There's not a lot of active conflict going on, but the tension is certainly still there. So at the um, GNAC conference, I had the opportunity to meet with some of the young people who are leaders from the Nuba area. Fewer than 5% of people from the Nuba Mountains have the opportunity for, for higher education. And a lot of the people who were at the conference are some of those elite fewer than 5%. And so we got to hear from them about some of their ideas 
and vision. And that's what this whole month is about. It's about God's radical abundance of vision. And so that's what I wanted to ask these young people about. What is your vision for your homeland and how do you hope to participate in that? So I'm going to share with you some of the clips that I recorded during that conference. GINAC, I'm very happy to be part of GINAC and be, being one of the leaders in GINAC and also in the mountains. I have, I'm impressed with GINAC in, in, uh, regarding what the, the, the conference uh, contains and uh, that conference uh, held by GINAC is always bringing people together from different nations internationally and locally, bring them together to join their heads and brainstorm and strategize on, on what they uh, actually need to discover so that they can be able uh, to reach out to the Nubo people on the ground in Nubo mountains and even in other refugee camps or being it in other East Africa uh, countries so that they can impact them and help them understand one another and uh, that Nubo people are kind of, they coexist as some of them are Muslims, others are Christians. So they coexist, but uh, Christians seem like they have not gotten the clear message uh, about Jesus Christ. They, they are Christians, but they need to re be revisited, to be told so that they can build strongly on, the, on faith, on the foundation of Jesus Christ. When, when I went to Kenya, I joined uh, high school. And after finishing my high school, then I joined uh, uh, the university where I did uh, Bachelor in Theology. Uh, that's what I did in the, the university in Kenya. I s chose to study theology because uh, I was motivated when I accepted Christ in my life. I found myself in the calling side that I need to preach the gospel to people and later realized that uh, uh, I'm, I'm in a position to go out and preach to many other people. So I needed to understand what is the Bible really talking about, the salvation and the eternal life. Since this is what the Lord called me to be in, have that eternal life, then I don't need to keep it to myself. I really learned a lot during these few, few days of working with Jeanette. I learned a lot and I believe that one day, one time, these same, these same lessons that I learned from here, I will impact it on the people that I will find on the ground. Basically, there is a lot of activities that needs to be done in Nuba Mountain. Very many activities, but it is just about time, I know. Currently, right now, I'm still living a student life, but deep down in my heart, I feel that I need to be on the ground so that I can take full activity and take a take a lot of uh, studies on the ground so that they come up with uh, very developmental ideas in the ground. According to statistics, 57% of the population in Nuba Mountains is under the age of 15. The majority of those kids have not had an opportunity to go to school, though in recent years, these last few years, while there's been relative peace, a volunteer educational system has emerged where volunteer teachers have entered the classroom. These may only be high school graduates or maybe even primary school graduates teaching lower grades, but they have volunteered themselves to go to the classroom. Parents may contribute something small if they can, but there's a lack of resources. There are no desks, no chalk, no chalkboard, and certainly no books uh, for the most part. 
So now listen as some of these NUBA leaders from the GNET conference talk about education in the NUBA mountains. Uh, education in the NUBA mountain, we are really struggling to have a, a very founded education for the children of the NUBA mountain so that when they, they grow up, they have a right education. So the one we have right now, really we don't have trained teachers. We have people that are willing to train, I mean to teach, but they are not trained. They need to be trained and become qualified teachers so that they are able to teach what is supposed to be taught as in education-wise. So because now you can find someone that is in, 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 in secondary school, but still struggle to write their full name or they cannot write a full composition. What does that mean? The foundation is not good. And it's not that foundation is not good, but because we don't have the trained teachers that they know what is the foundation to be talked about. And that's why uh, it, it's a burden into my heart how we can get people that go and train and qualify our national teachers so that we don't need to be importing teachers or bringing teachers from outside, but we need at least to bring them in occasional best to come and train our national teachers or our local teachers for at least two to four, six months. Yearly, for instance, if that can be done during the holidays, then this is where we can uh, do the impact in the upcoming generation education-wise. And when I acquired my education, I'd gone so much. I could skip one year, two years, then I go back to school because there wasn't really someone to support that value education from back home. So I had to value education myself and I had to support myself. Until I finished my university, I've been the one supporting myself all through. I have to work and then pay my uh, tuition fee. So after realizing that, I'm really uh, focusing on education so that we advocate about education for many people in the Nuba Mountain, especially the young people, to acquire education that will upgrade their life tomorrow, that will enlighten them to see the potential future that is full of progress. And they will be once happy when they are education and they're working to sustain their life. And I do have a burden for the youth in Nuba Mountains and across the whole Sudan. Because the war that uh, has continued to prevail in Sudan has impacted so negatively in the lives of the youth in Nuba Mountains and across the Sudan, both in Blue Nile and in Darfur and, and in Nuba right there. So uh, the youth have been engaged in war affairs, the war trained some of them in young age, and uh, they did not have access, uh, most of them, to acquire education or to go to school in that sense. So GNEC's work in education includes a literacy project and teacher training. Those are the two main components. Both of those are activities that I've been involved in for the last three years. And the literacy component is really kind of interesting because like I said, there's more about 100 languages, 50 to 100 languages in the Nuba Mountains. Many of those do not currently have a written language. And the um, Nuba Mountains Education Ministry has chosen to have English be the language of instruction, yet most of the teachers and very few people really 
speak English well enough to be able to teach in the English language. So it becomes very important. And for that reason, we've also been doing teacher training. Now we don't have a teacher training institute that is um, available in the Nuba Mountains, at least that we're involved in. And so we have actually been using solar powered digital audio players to put recorded teacher training messages on them and then establish listening groups in the Nuba Mountains so that teachers can listen to those together and learn new skills. Things like um, classroom management, the importance of girl child education, how to utilize the Blackboard effectively and teach new vocabulary words, a lot of different things like that. And that's part of one of the projects that I am very happy to be involved in. I have learned that uh, the gospel has to be, to be, to be preached to those that have never got access to read to. Because I happen to be one of the persons who live in Western Nuba Mountain. And uh, where I come from is, uh, is, a, is all of kind of a Islamic religion. The, uh, for the whole of my life I have been there and uh, I have not seen not even a single church. And I have never seen any servant of God even going that place. Well, if he has been there, I have not seen it myself. And I have never passed through that kind of experience to see one of them. So during this short time of conference, I really felt like uh, something needs to be done there and i'm just praying that one day one time the message and the word of god will read to those places and that is my prayer and this is some of the lessons that i really learned and that really touched me i just don't want to just keep it to myself but i also love to share it through Jeanette. regarding faith in christ most of the youth are left out uh, because of the situation that have been impacted, impacting in neg so negatively in their lives. Right now, many of them are out of the churches. Many of them are just out of the churches. Others uh, do not care uh, anymore because they are. They seem to be hopeless. But being a Nuba, they still believe go against the challenges that rises against them. But we need to pick them up. We need to encourage them. We need to bring them together to encourage them biblically to tell them that you, they still hope. They still hope and they can still do better. Just like the scripture confirms in Jeremiah about Jeremiah about Nehemiah. When Nehemiah was in exile, he came back and reformed the, the, the rebuilt the broken wall. And in the same way, we can engage the youth uh, inside Nuba and outside Nuba so that they can real, they can uh, understand why the situation is happening and how can they overcome the situation and come to Christ and continue to embrace faith and believe in, in Christ as we, as, as we encourage them in whichever way so that they can be able uh, to, to realize that there is still hope and life to live and they will, they will continue uh, uh, to go against whatever uh, the suffering that is ahead of them and they will realize that they need uh, to stand again and continue with life and there is a future that lies ahead of them. Some of them could be trained in businesses, opportunity, they can be businessmen, some of them could be trained in agriculture field uh, where they, they can go in their communities and look for pieces of land and focus on agriculture uh, uh, farming and they can survive. Uh, there is still hope 
because the war impact negatively but there is also opportunity because everything that's negative is not always permanent when we stand together things will be possible and we shall live a good life all christians are called to live that radically abundant christian life that god has given us and that includes people in developing countries and so say a prayer for the people of nuba mountains as these courageous young leaders try to address some of these issues of education and youth engagement and income generating opportunities and trauma healing and spiritual development in the Nuba Mountains. We pray for peace and we pray that, um, that the future is brighter because that is exactly what these people have a vision for. So have a radically abundant day and a radical abundance of vision for this world.